Ulp, welcome to another electric episode of Don't You Know Sports. I am joined by my co-host Mike Loftus and Michael Hiddings, Mike and Mike at night. Um, and boys, I, you could maybe hear a little, you know, giddy up in my voice. Al Avila is gone. It's done. Al Avila is gone. It's here. It's happened. I, I haven't had this much joy as a Tigers fan since spring training when I thought we'd actually be good. Yeah. You uh, can hear the, if you ever, if you're quiet, you can hear the. I mean, the Angels in the outfit, or the the game is tonight. The, uh, the Legends game. What what do they call it? The one that they play in the Dream Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like baseball purists everywhere, you know, celebrate because Al Avila is gone, and it is just all is right, you know. I'm really happy for you guys. Oh, Thank so you. Happy. Thank you. So happy. I'm happy for us too. I, can I just hear it in your voice. You never I see it in your eyes. You never root for your home teams to like tank and suck. Like it's really hard to do that. Like you always want a better draft pick and things like that. But like we've known for what I would say at least two years that he's not the dude to build the Tigers into a contender. And I thought for sure he was going to stay throughout the rest of this year after they let him do the trip. I'm like, why did they let him do the trade deadline though? Like I, I had it. Could I was convinced. I was convinced. I'm like any other owner who cares about winning would have fired him may no later than June. Right. So I was questioning Chris Illich. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I had resorted to, uh, we're having Avila for another year. It's obvious he's not the guy. It's painfully obvious to everyone he's not the guy. Um, but Illich is going to stick with him because he likes him too much. Right. And so this was a move I didn't see coming. And, you know, you could say better late than never. I'll give kudos to Chris Illich. Chris Illich. He, he did something I didn't think he'd do. Um, and it's going to make the Tigers better. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah. I mean, they can't do much worse. I think I tweeted. I probably tweeted it. I think it was like two or three years ago. I remember tweeting it out. And I was like, you always say, you know, how how many sports fans out there, you know, like wide receiver drops the ball and you're like, oh, I could have caught that pass. Or, you know, guy misses a free throw. Like, I make, I can make a free throw, all this stuff. I was like, I would legitimately was like, the team that Al Avila has put together the last few years, I am fully confident I could have done at least that job, hopefully better. Because 100%. it was horrendous. Just so awful. bad. So bad. So it is beautiful that we have a little bit of hope again. Now let's, you know, hope and pray that we bring someone in that will actually, you know, I mean, it's not all the GM to spend the money. They got to get approval from the owner and they did spend some money this off season, but it's like, okay, there are ways to contend in baseball. The Padres are doing it right now yeah. where they're just going for it. And they're not that big of a market nope. team and they're going and signing and paying players. It's like, they can, the Tigers can do that. Tigers they've can do that. it. They've done that. So I'm getting sick and tired of the, you know, sell off whatever good players you have and get prospects and bring them up. Like they're not the, you know, the Florida Marlins where they have zero dollars to, to spend or the Pittsburgh Pirates, these, these organizations that legitimately don't have the owners and the, and the capital to spend money. The Tigers have, 
Chris Illich could spend the money. So I'm getting sick of the excuses of the farm system and this and that, yada, yada, got to rebuild this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, go out and go out and get some guys then. Alavila was not doing that. So hopefully we get somebody that'll do that. And that's the problem. Where, it, where I'll give Illich that if you want to say sell off what good we have because, you know, five years ago, because we're not going to be good for the next few years. We're not going to pay these guys to be on bad teams. Let's sell these guys for prospects. Well, Avila, it's your job to actually find guys that you can get and bring in and develop. He didn't do that. There, You can look at all his trades. I don't think he won on a single one of them. So this was a long time coming, and it's for the best for the Tigers franchise. And, again, I yes. couldn't be happier. I, I feel like there's finally a sense of hope and what we could be doing in the future. I don't know how long it's going to take for the Tigers to build a winner, but Avila wasn't going to be the guy that did it. I need to clarify something. I was trying to make a terrible connection earlier at the beginning of the podcast. I was confusing Field of Dreams with Angels in the Outfield, and I thought they were the same movie. And then I remember they're not the same movie because I was going to talk about the Angels singing in the outfield. You can hear them that they're singing, but then it was not the same movie. So I apologize. That was a terrible connection. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a I, tough one for you. I thought that I, I – didn't say anything, but I, yeah. I kind of pieced well, that together, and I'm me. like, you know, I'll let him go with it. I, I was all about the sounds of angels. Yeah, with Alavi, Alavi leaving. Like, you know, not, it is. It's it's not it's holy. It's angelic. But you know, I I just don't usually equate angels coming out of cornstalks or whatever. Yeah, it is, you right. know. Yeah. But hey, it's all good. It's all good. Whoops. <laughs> in the words, in the Midwest words, how we start our podcast. That's a big old ope. Oh. So, yes, that is beautiful. Um, the Yankees suck, kind of. Anybody see that? Since the All-Star break, they're like... Two and eight in the last ten games. Yeah, not great. So that's On the of, list of things you love to see, it's right up there. That's oh, of, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. So, we'll get... I mean, baseball start, you know... I feel like July and August is really like the... Not dead season for baseball, but... You, you really start tuning in once you hit September. Because then playoff races, division races start coming down to it. And then obviously you get to October postseason baseball. It's awesome. But right now it's like, eh, I just I just catch my headlines every once in a while. It's like, hey, we like to see the Yankees losing. That's good. Yeah, but on the other side of the city, the Mets are 8-2. and two. And the Mets are rolling. Yeah, they are rolling. They're 73-39. and 39. They're, they're right up there. Good. Yeah. Also, People Dodgers. Are... Ooh. Sorry, Dodgers 10-0 and 0 in the last 10 games. Yeah, I mean, the NL playoffs are going to be insane. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I mean, I'll be shocked. We'll be. Sh- I'd be shocked if it's not Astros, Yankees. For, for the AL, that's that's what it looks like. And I mean, I'm there's hoping- other teams that could make some noise. It'd be cool to see. NL is going to be interesting, man. But the NL's I- got. <laughs> yeah, Dodgers, great. Mets, Braves, Padres. Yeah, Brewers. Yeah, Brewers. I was gonna say, bro, don't leave, don't leave out my Brewers. Here's are they winning? Are they winning uh, still? No, we're, we're we're trying to get our groove back. So we just won two in a row against uh, the Rays. So that's big. Okay. Um, we went through a really big down period uh, going against the Pirates and Reds. But uh, one thing I did see teams. is <laughs> it was a really tough series, man. Those guys, yeah. uh, oh yeah, hey, at really least good. those guys are fighting for the playoffs too, right? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> you gotta be right kidding me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, cool thing about the Brewers is that 20 of their last 26 games are played at home. 
So that's huge. They can oh, kind of nice. get their mojo back. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, key up for the playoffs. I was I was in the car going to get some uh, late night fast food when I was in Wisconsin. So I was listening to the Brewers on the radio. Literally, the, one of those Pirates games, and they're like, uh, was their closer Devin, Devin Williams? Yeah, Devin Williams. Yeah, it's like, Devin Williams is in, and he's not giving up a run in 30 appearances. In first pitch, dinger straight to center field. I was like, well, that feels about right. They yeah, that was his first, or jinx. I think that was his first safe chance after the, the trade to Josh Hader, and he blew mm-hmm. it. But no, it was, no. Tie, it was a tie game. It was a tie game? Okay. He gave up a walk-off home run. Oh, and let's, let's call it what it is for you NL Central fans, just Brewers fans. Arguably a season-defining series here. Three-game set, Brewers in St. Louis. Yeah. Coming up. And Cardinals are fun. hot right now, too. Cardinals are up a half game on the Brewers. And there's a three-game set in St. Louis. Did you see what they did? You see what the Cardinals did? They got uh, they got Jose Quintana at the trade deadline, and I think they got that specifically because he owns the Brewers. He mm. is so good. I remember he, when he was on the Cubs, he would always pitch well Dominate. against the Brewers. Is it pretty much a two-team race between those two? The other, yeah, the those other teams are in it, right? Yeah, the, the yeah. rest of it. it it's, it's Brewers-Cardinals. I think yeah. winner of the division gets in. Um, the rest of the three are rebuilding, which is why it's so pathetic that like we should be better because <laughs> – Three of the teams in our division suck. Yeah. Right. It'll be interesting to see coming down the stretch. Yeah, it's going to be a good race. Um, it's football season, boys. It's August. Yes. So we got a little AFC South preview. Uh, Mike, did you get a chance to watch Hard Knocks? I did not. Not yet. Okay. Well, I won't give any spoilers then because you guys I haven't really got to watch it yet. Hard Knocks is electric. Dan Campbell. Like, you never. I've heard a few things. Like, the only thing you hear is like, is that really who Dan Campbell is? And I don't think he can fake that for TV. I think that's legit him, and it's just in- incredible. Talking about dragging teams out into the depths and drowning them. Like, he's those are the most- analogies he's making in the in the locker room. Amazing. And if you have not seen Aiden Hutchinson's clip of singing oh. Billie Jean, they, he make, they make the rookies sing in front of everybody, and he sings, Billie Jean. He's not my, and it is, it was remarkable. The entire like team is up and like is going absolutely nuts during it. It was awesome. Is that on Hard Knocks? Yes, it was on Hard Knocks. Oh, but there's clips wait. on social media and stuff of it too. Cool. Yeah, super fun. So yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I tweeted it and I've said it multiple times. I mean, the America's gonna fall in love. America falls in love with the team every year. Whoever's on Hard Knocks. Like mm-hmm. you fall, there's a few players that you just they, they capture their stories well. They do a great job of of promoting whatever team they're on. You know, like last year they made the Cowboys look likable, and everyone hates the Cowboys, right? So this year the Lions are the lovable losers. Everyone, everyone, no one's got any problems with the Lions because they never win anything. Right. So everyone is gonna just be like, maybe the Lions will make the, like playoffs this year after hard. They'll get the hard knocks bump of everything and. And it's going to be fun to watch them let everybody down. Oh, yeah. Everyone you know? else will understand what it's like for one year. Right. Hey, I I team. like the Lions. Uh, I know they're in our division, but they're one of those, like, you know, the little brother that you lovable hope does really well. Lovable losers. Lovable losers. I've been saying this. They have a, they're, they're a, a scratchy team. 
and they got they're like very the, young yes. with a good coach. I think that they could be like a six or seven win team. And I think that they're going to beat the Bears, but like are, they're going to beat up six or seven win team. I mean, that's not good. Where were you at the yes. last five years? Four game improvement if they win seven. Sure, you're right. No, you're right. I'm not. Years, where have you I'm, been? Hey, I'm not disagreeing with you. If they win seven games, that's that'll be a good year for the Lions. That's just still not a it's good still year. Bad. It's still bad. You know, a terrible. I mean, year. it's improvement. Whoop de doo, seven and ten, and then you're picking right, up exactly. thirteen in the draft. Listen, or whatever. Light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think they're going the right. It's a direction. long tunnel. It's a really, really long tunnel, but it's there now. They're going in the right direction. We'll see what happens. We'll get to the Lions later. But Hard Knocks is electric. Dan Campbell is awesome. Um, hey man. It was Aaron Glenn, I think. Is that the DC? DC, and then and um, Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley, the assistant just, head coach, just going after each other on the field. One's an offensive guy, one's a defensive guy. And they are trash-talking each other. Like, they're like best friends. But they go at each other every practice. It was hilarious. Awesome. Just seeing them just talking so much smack from coach to coach. Like, you don't see that all the time. Never see. You rarely see that. So that was cool, too. All right. um, We got a little AFC South. No, not AFC. NFC. NFC South preview today. Um, I mean, we could say it how it is. One of the biggest, probably one of the biggest snoozers of a division this year. Oh, yeah. AFC South and the NFC South is so boring. Souths are not great. No. Yeah. Yeah. AFC I South. might put this one as my biggest snoozer. Yeah. Like, I think I think the AFC is more for me just because – I still have faith in the Saints, and I'm excited to see what Baker Mayfield can do. But yeah, yeah, this is pretty boring too. I would say this is my most boring one because I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence with a different coach, a proven coach, and maybe the Jaguars get a little bit better. And then the Colts and the Titans should both be good. Yeah, but, good, not great. And, but yeah, but, not really Super Bowl contenders in 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 those divisions either. Yeah. So, so we'll start with the only Super the Bowl contender. We'll start yeah. with the only Super Bowl contender in either of those divisions, in my, probably in my opinion. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Tom Brady retires for 40 days. Was going to buy the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Was going to buy the Miami Dolphins. And then the Dolphins get in trouble and all this crap comes out. And Tom comes out of retirement and is playing one more year for the Bucs. Um, and Gronk is retired. And... Chris Godwin's coming back from injury, and they added Julio Jones. They still have Mike Evans. They still have Cameron Brait. They still have Leonard Fournette. They just lost their starting center. Am I correct? Didn't he just get injured? I heard that their starting center got hurt, which is kind of a big starting deal. Starting center did get. I don't know if it was a season-ending thing or just a training camp banged-up injury. But um, they are pretty much reloading everything from last year. And they had that electric, crazy comeback against the Rams. And then Stafford, you know, killed them at the very end with a pass. I think it was to Cooper Cup. Well, probably. He passed every pass. I think I'm seeing their starting center is, oh, go away. Uh, Robert, where'd it go? Robert Hainsey. And he left practice with cramps. Looks like they avoided a serious issue. So, should be okay. okay. All right. I heard he got hurt. I heard he was carted off today but maybe he was carted off with cramps a really bad cramp yeah um, so 
Their over-under is at 11.5. What are your thoughts on the Bucks this year? Well, I mean, let's let's go through it. I, I, I was going to say, like, really the only way that this team is not going to be a double-digit win team is if their offensive line goes down. Like, if because we haven't seen, uh, you know, Tampa Tom play with a, a bad offensive line. And they, right. he can hold on to the ball for as long as he wants and target any receiver that he wants because this offensive line is so good. But with offensive linemen, everyone knows that it, you lose two or three and then you, your season is basically lost. So I think that's their really only uh, concern is is just healthy offensive line. And if they do that, they're going to be in the NFC Championship. I, I do feel that way. Uh, this is a good team. I agree. I mean, last, At year least. Was a dis- last year was a disappointment because they didn't win the Super Bowl. They still yeah. made the – what was the division? They lost in the divisional round, right? They lost to the Rams, and they almost right. came back and beat the Rams who right. went on to win the Super Bowl. Like, right. they were that close from possibly going back-to-back. Back. You know, they, they could have made a run. Right. And I don't it, see how they don't hit 11 and a half. Oh, yet, I think in this division – 11 and a half, that's a high number for any team, but they're about the safest bet to go over 11 I mean, and a half. Are they what? Team out there. Would you disagree? They're pretty much guaranteed to go at least five and one against their division. Yes, I yeah. think they're five and one. No, Where, that's not there... true. The Saints destroy the Buccaneers. Right. I think those Saints are like I, I would, I give them a six. split. I'll give yeah. them a split. Right. But there's your split. I think they go 2 and 0 oh against Carolina and, you know, 2 and 0 oh against uh, Atlanta. So. You got five and one in the division, so you take those six out. You're left with eleven games. Right. So what? Can they go seven and four? Uh, yeah, yeah they probably do. I think they get to twelve. I. This is a thirteen win team at least. Possibly this team thirteen. Is, is oh yeah. So good. You, you're forgetting on defense. Their defense is locked down. Logan. They added Akeem Hicks as well from the Bears. The dude's the dude is a is an amazing uh, defensive end and. I mean, they got some shutdown cornerbacks and Carlton Davis and some great safeties. This team is, and Vita Vea, obviously, as, as their nose tackle. It's a good team. Yeah. Some scary linebackers, too. They play the NFC North. The AFC division. South plays the NFC North. So, Browns, Steelers, um, Bengals. Oh, sorry. I thought you said NFC. My bad. No, they play the okay, AFC so North. NFC South gets AFC North. Correct. Oh, that's so, not okay. I mean, they, not easy. But none of the AFC divisions are easy. The only the only AFC division that we view as semi easy is the is the South. Is the South, and there's still two good teams in there with a question mark on the Jags. I feel like. I mean, Tampa. With that being said, Tampa Tampa's definitely better than Cleveland. If uh, Watson, certainly if Watson doesn't play in that game, right? And Tampa should beat Pittsburgh. Like, I, I think those two are guarantees. And then you're looking at um, Cincinnati, Baltimore. Right. They, you know, they could, easy, you know, they could go three and one in that right. stretch. This, they're, they're, we'll, yeah, um, it'll be their start will be their hardest. Their first four games are Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs. It's a tough start. But obviously, then they, obviously then they get to play some of those other two. They're, they're easier divisional opponents and whatnot. But if they even start two and two, they start three and one, they're winning 12, 13 games plus. Yeah, this is a team that I'm not worried about. Tom Brady is so good. And they just added Julio Jones as well. They have a stacked wide receiver core. You can just chuck it up there and they're going to catch it. Yep. Yeah. I think they hit the over. I, yeah, there's too deep. I, 
And I would not, I'm not laughing at anybody that picks them as their Super Bowl champ because the road's going to be easier through the NFC than it will be through the AFC. So, and I think Tom, I don't, who knows at this point? You, you're not, I'm not even, you I can't don't know even when predict the man retires. when he's going to retire, but it feels like to me, it's like he wants to go out on top and win one more. So if they this win one, this is the year to do it. The NFC they, is weak and they have a stacked team. This is the right. year to do it. August 11th, 2022, they're my pick. To win the whole thing. Okay. Just because I, I think they'll run through the NFC. And then yeah. the AFC champ's going to go through gauntlet. Some, a gauntlet. And Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, just tough to pick against. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have any, like, there's not really too many negative things to say. And I, I don't, like, yeah. hate them. I don't, like want to root against them either bruce arians was kind of annoying and they don't yeah. have bruce arians anymore like todd, todd bowles is that even keel yeah kind of you know don't mess with all i don't think todd bowles is really a he's not really a personality like no. i you know what i mean and i mean that in a general like no right. one hates todd bowles or right. finds todd bowles annoying todd right. bowles is, he's a really good coach he's a really good defensive coach for sure yes. i think it, yep. i think they'll be fine and he doesn't need to worry about his offensive coordinator left, which and Brady work well together. They work right. well together, you know? So right. that was what it, that was what kind of got them last year. A little bit it was Arians and Brady button heads a little bit where Arians was, you know, a little power seemed like a little power hungry. It's like, dude, yeah. let the greatest quarterback of all time run his offense, how he needs to yep. make yep. the, you don't trust the guy that's won seven Super Bowls to make the right decision. That's your fault. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, 100%. all right, moving on to the New Orleans Saints, who have probably the best uh, alternate jerseys in football, the all-whites. The all-white ones are slick. They're the best. You Them and the Raiders, oh. I love the, yeah, I love the Saints all-whites. So I do, nice. too. Um, no Drew Brees anymore. Obviously, they didn't have him last year either. Defense is still stacked. No Sean Payton is the big key. That's the big one for me. Right? Yep. And their defensive coordinator took over, correct? As head yes. Coach? Uh, Dennis Allen. Yeah, I'm going to be just very... Like the, just like the Buccaneers. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. How many interceptions is Jameis Winston going to throw this year? Over oh, under Winston, so 17. Oh, I'll take the over. Take the over? Remember, he's so like you, the only quarterback... Looking at one, we're looking at one a game... No, when he was in Tampa, he was like the league leader in interceptions. Wasn't he the only quarterback ever to do 30-30? Yeah, he yeah. had a 30-30 season. In yeah. baseball, it's awesome. In football, it's like, what? As a quarterback, great. it's pretty not, you know, great. Uh, if he starts for a full 17-game slate, that's a, an interception a game. And I think that's money in a bank for Jameis. So oh, yeah. I'll Here's take the, the thing, though. That. Here's my take on on – on the Saints and Jameis Winston. So when Sean Payton was, you know, the coach last year and James was starting, he was pretty conservative with Jameis. So like, you know, he wasn't throwing as many interceptions, but he also wasn't throwing the deep ball quite as much. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Jameis now going forward. Are they going to like, just let him be Tampa Jameis and just let him chuck it blindly, or it's going to be a little bit more controlled schematic. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. Um, well, Michael Thomas is back this year for the first time in two years. Okay, Ooh. but like we've been saying I've, that every single year for the last like four no, years. No, I have a take. He's have back. Take. 
He's gonna be a diva. He's gonna punch someone. He's gonna get suspended for this. I've heard. I take that Michael Thomas. I'm saying I bring him up only because, like, he fooled us into thinking like he was the top five wide receiver with Drew Brees because he all he did was catch slant passes. So, that's the only routes that he's gonna run. So, Jameis is gonna throw ten, maybe ten interceptions to linebackers this year. But well, he doesn't see linebackers. Did he get like LASIK eye surgery or yes. something like that? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yep. And he's been better since, I think. Oh so, yeah, Michael Thomas is one of the most fraudulent wide receivers. I think that benefited from Drew Brees' accuracy and you know noodle arm couldn't throw the ball deep anymore. And so Michael Thomas was just reception king for like those two years. His and skill set. Then he had what an ankle injury that's had him out for two years. What what type of ankle injury keeps you out that long? Well, it wasn't just that though. It was him Didn't being he a have a... in the offseason. He punched some teammates, I... and then yeah. he 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 had problems with the coaching staff, and it just like it was one thing after another with him. Right, and and where do you go to school, Michael? Uh, Ohio State. <laughs> shocked. He's a Buckeye. Shocked. What a surprise! Yeah, color me shocked. So. <laughs> Their defense will be sick still. Cam Jordan is an absolute monster. Um, Mario I Davis. always love – I just have a – there's just a soft spot of, in me, the football soft spot in me of watching, like, primetime games in, in whenever they're on Monday Night Football or Thursday night or Sunday night, whatever it is. And Cam Jordan always just seems to, like, be featured on those games, and he just is an absolute game wrecker. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. He's a fun personality, too. Yes. Yes, he is. So, uh, this 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 team also improved in their secondary as well. They got Marcus May and Tyron Matthew in the offseason. Tyron Matthew obviously is just a badger. He's he's awesome. And then you got to shut down cornerback and Marshawn Lattimore. They're gonna have one of the better secondaries for sure. And we like we talked about before. They always they always get the box. It seems like we'll see. That may have been a Sean Payton thing though. Yeah, I wonder if that was too. But you never know. Sometimes so we'll it's just like the way the guys, like the personalities match up to each other. Like Marshawn Lattimore and yeah. Mike Evans. Marshawn Lattimore always shuts down Mike Evans, except in that playoff game when Mike Evans went nuts. Uh, Over-under is seven and a half. Oh, that's a good number. I think I'd take the over. That's a good number. I think I they go. Think... I think they go. They're right around 500. I think they're eight and nine or nine and eight. And they maybe feel like an eight or nine win team. I got eight wins for the yeah. Saints. I got eight wins. So by default, over seven and a half is a good number. I'm staying away from betting that. Yeah, yeah. I I can't see this team winning less than six games. So I'm gonna take the over on it. I just my concern is what's that offense gonna be without Sean Payton? Because he is an offensive genius. You know. How are they going to work with Jameis? Are they going to have um, Alvin Kamara for the oh. entirety of the season? Is he going to be missing any games? So there's just a lot of question marks for me on offense to be comfortable picking them for any more than eight wins. Breaking news. I refreshed my page. The over under, This is from last podcast I was on. The over-under for the Saints is now at eight and a half. So, Michael, you're on the oh. under. Then. I'm now on the under. I'm at eight wins. <laughs> And I hate eight and a half because I oh, think they're either man. eight or nine. Yeah, so. and I had seven or eight. So, yeah, you're at eight or nine. Yeah, I don't think they're good enough to win 10 games, but they don't feel bad enough to 
Only win eight. When, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that six to nine range that you're talking about, Mike, is a hundred percent where I think that they fall. Yeah. I'm literally right in the middle of that. I got seven, eight wins for the Saints. So this, uh, yeah, I'm under eight and a half. I'd be over seven and a half. Yeah. I think it kind of depends on what goes on with Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, used to be one of my favorite players and then offseason stuff. Kind of hate him now, but he's going to probably likely face a suspension. Depends on how long. But if he's healthy, you know, the, the offense typically re- revolves around him and he's a yeah. game changer, too. So, yeah, I think last, I'm gonna, I heard, I, last I heard about the suspension is like it's one of those like Ezekiel Elliott type things where yeah. process is going to go into the season and it's looking like a suspension will come down next year. And oh, he'll probably gotcha. play this year just because the legal process has to go through courts, whatever, however that all works. And so it's looking like he'll start the season for sure playing. And then if something comes out, it'll come out in the middle of the season and he'll get suspended from then on. But I heard more likely scenarios he's suspended for a certain number of games for the 2023 season. Gotcha. So, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm still going to go over on this one. I'm going to go for nine wins. I don't know. I guess I have to say, don't I? Um, Take the even. They're going to win eight and a half. They'll have a tie. <laughs> eight, eight and one. I'll take the under. That would I guess. be some. Eight, eight and one. I'll take the under. Yep, zero and eight wins. It's that's sure. it's tough. Sure. Um, mainly the reason I did that is because of our next team, who I think will be improved, except I just hate their head coach. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. I don't think it's a big improvement to go from Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield, but I think it is an improvement. Yes. Um, I just think their head coach is an absolute dummy. Matt Rule is like this training camp battle. That, that he's putting off, like, like we're splitting the reps, we're giving them equal chances, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you went out and got Baker Mayfield. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Yes, why are you doing this? Why are you splitting first-team reps with mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, who was clearly not the answer last year? And it just makes, to me, it makes the head coach look so dumb. This because screams... he's a new quarterback. He's got to learn the system. He's got to do all this, like, that's the hardest position in the NFL. You have to know everything, obviously. And the more reps, the better. You'd have a limited amount of time to do this. And it's just, to me, it's idiotic. This screams I, college coach move. Ugh. I mean, and that's where Rule made his name, was what he did at Baylor, and that's what got him the job. He had NFL ties. I, I, to me, this seems something that a college coach would do sure. to try and so. And it just it doesn't work well in the pros. I'm I'm with you. I think the only reason the only reason I can see him doing this is for Sam Darnold. I think that no matter what, Baker's going to win it. But I think he wants to see, you know, maybe what he has with Matt Corral and Sam Darnold. But I, I don't, I don't get it either, Jacob. I'm 100% with you. Give Baker all of uh, the the reps. It it doesn't what make sense it? not like, to. Like for Sam Darnold, like are they like you have to like hold this guy's hand like. Good job, Sam. Good throw. Maybe you'll be the starter, even though in the back of their mind they know he's not gonna be the starter. And Sam's like, Sam's like, yeah, maybe I'll win this job. Like, like they just have to like hold his hand. Just yeah, tell him for, he's gonna be the backup. Yeah, Sam, you're the backup. Your play last year made us go get another quarterback. Did you you're hear sick. the? Did you hear the Taylor Heineke quote? I was listening to a uh, different podcast today. They were like, someone was asking Taylor Heineke if he's got a shot at winning the job. In in Washington, and Taylor Heineke is literally like, no, 
I, 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 he's like, I know how this like works. They don't even business. need to tell me. Yeah. He's like, he's like, it's a business. Carson Wentz is making $30 million. I'm going to be the backup. I just need to be ready. You know, when, if, if, if Carson, if an injury happens or whatever, but he's like, he literally was like, it. I know I'm going to be the backup. That's how Sam Darnold should be. Right. They went out and got Baker Mayfield, who is, you know, good, not great quarterback. He'll be, he'll be all right. Like I said, upgrade in my opinion. But goodness gracious, Matt Rule. I think that uh, Baker Mayfield is absolutely a big upgrade. Um, Ty, we don't really know about Baker yet. Here, here's his career. He comes out in like game two or three of his rookie year, and he does really well on a horrible team. That's the when they won. Year, that's when they went Owen. He he was rookie on the team after they went Owen sixteen, right? Yeah, I believe so. And they uh, broke they the, sucked the up first overall. That was when they broke the Bud Light things open in the city. Yeah, Remember they that's had right. Those, yes, that was awesome. Those those locks or whatever they had like ten of them throughout the city when the Browns win a game. Yeah, and then they beat the I think they beat the Jets. That they were both terrible. Yes, <laughs> on that like Thursday night game, it was a miserable game, and the Browns won their first game in you know over a year. What a cool thing to do for the city, though. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, you know, Browns fans have been through it all. That's for oh, sure. Oh yeah. Um, but going back to Baker, you know his second year was brutal, but he also was hindered by Freddie Kitchens, who is just a, a, a horrible head coach. Potato. Doesn't know what he's doing. And then year three last year, he was riddled with injuries. You know, he sat out a couple of games because he was hurt, and then he played through his injuries. So we don't really know what we're getting with Baker, but I do know it is a huge upgrade to Sam Darnold. And yeah. I think that giving up a fifth-round pick for him, that's huge. You know, a guy who was a first-round yeah. pick la- a couple years ago, and – it, 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 it makes total sense. It was a total win for the Panthers. I agree. Uh, in between, in between the Kitchens year and the year last year, sandwiched in between that was the year the Browns won the went to the playoffs and won a playoff game with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like you are 100 percent right, Mike, with this roller coaster of a career in his first four seasons, and he went from year three, this guy's a top 12 quarterback in the NFL, to the Browns don't even want him anymore. Yeah, my bad. I he was, they, that's okay. I, but somewhere in there is that guy that was the year three Cleveland Browns QB. I'm not, and I'm not here to tell you Baker Mayfield's going to be this top 12 quarterback. I, I don't, I think he's more bottom half than top half, but he's not as bad as he was last year when he's healthy. He's not. And if Carolina can get, Closer to 2020 Baker for what five million dollars you said, right? That's what it's costing them. Like Carolina could be a surprise, especially in the NFC. They could surprisingly be competing for a playoff spot. Yeah, people forget last year they started out three and zero and they were looking actually pretty good. Um, but I think uh, you know Baker Mayfield, like we. The, we don't really know. He's gonna now. He's gonna have. I mean, I guess he had a bunch of targets last year, but he's gonna have DJ Moore to chuck it to, who is an absolute stud of an athlete. You got Robbie Anderson, and then Christian McCaffrey to dump it off to. I I love it for him. I I think that he's in a good situation here. Um, and he's gonna play with a fire lit under him. Like he's gonna. You. It's Baker. He's always looking for a way where he can have a chip on his shoulder. He's got the largest chip he's had in a while on his yeah, shoulder. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, Isn't game one against the Browns, too? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. 
That's gonna be a I'll electric throws, game. I hope he throws for five touchdowns. I hope he does that the flag thing. Awesome. I hope they win, and then he does. He goes. He does oh, flag, flag thing. <laughs> Gosh, when he did that to Ohio State, that was that was like oh, awesome. That was awesome. like one of my favorite, like non-Michigan moments. Obviously, I root for Ohio State to lose all the time. When he ran around and planted the freaking flag, it was at the horseshoe, right? Yeah, that was at the shoe, oh, right so in the middle of the O. It was at the awesome. center of the field. That was awesome. Plants the uh, Oklahoma flag. Baker Does will always this, have a this, this. Yeah, he'll Plants. always have a special place uh, in my heart for doing that. Um. Poor Baker, though. I mean, when he first got drafted, too, wasn't the Browns were like one of the worst offensive lines ever, and then yeah. they yeah. they mm-hmm. rebuilt it, and then they were good last two years, right? Yeah, they've they're, been they're great. Good they've been top. Yeah. They've been top yeah. three in the last like two or three years. Right, and now he's going to the Panthers, who was one of the worst. It says one of the worst offensive lines not, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, they yeah. did make a few moves. It said they've they've retooled it, so there's potential for it to get better. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of their defense either. I mean, they got Matt Ioannidis, but other than that, uh, and Shaq Thompson, but other than that, they don't really don't have a lot of good guys on that team. I, I recall last year their defense being sneaky good. They weren't supposed to be. Yeah, I and agree. Their and defensive front was really good. They were really good against the run. Their their linebackers and linemen were were very good, very young. They built that defense, and so we'll see if they can take a step forward. Yeah, I feel like that happens too. a lot with those young defenses where sometimes they have a really good year and then teams figure them out and then they get exposed the next year. So we'll see. But we went this whole time talking about the Carolina Panthers without talking about probably their two best players in Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. You know, that's what a lot of their season is going to depend on is if Christian McCaffrey can be healthy. Yeah, if it's a dude is healthy. He is probably the best running back in NFL or at least top three. General like when he's playmaker. when he's healthy, oh, yeah. it's insane. He can catch a hundred passes and also then carry the ball twenty times. Yeah, a game. This, this team is completely different when you have a Christian Caffrey. It's completely different. They're so much better. Right. So, and that'll be a huge weapon to have for Baker. You know, just can always dump to him whenever they need to, and he can make something happen. And then DJ Moore has been awesome his first few years. Um, was listening to a fantasy football podcast today. His biggest thing is he's just never been a touchdown guy, but he's had over 1,100 yards in his first three seasons of the NFL. I mean, there can't there aren't too many guys out there that do that. Proof. And he's and getting his with, best, and he's getting his best quarterback to date. Yes. You know, so it'll be interesting to see those guys, you know, with a more competent quarterback and see how their offense can, uh, can build. Uh, on years past because they've never had the quarterback. And it sounds, it sounds funny to say as good as Baker Mayfield, because Baker Mayfield's like what, maybe like yeah, I put him in like the pilot 14 to 18 range. Yeah. That mid tier talent yeah. wise. So it's not like he's anything. He's not a world beater, but DJ Moore has got to be pumped. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause yeah. We, I mean, we're, we're talking about Sam Darnold, at- who's probably not even, Sorry, t- t- Sam Donald's probably not even top thirty-two QB in the no. league. I he's not a I mean, he's not a starter. He sure isn't top eighteen. Huge... That's you know right, right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. So the, question, the question is, what do you do with Christian McCaffrey in fantasy drafts? Um, and if you're scared of the injury, you don't draft him. If you are hopeful that he's healthy and you think he can be healthy, then you draft him in the top three. 
I mean, there's no way that you're not nervous about. He's been hurt oh, the last absolutely. two years. Absolutely. If you got a top three pick, I shouldn't say if I, I can't. I shouldn't speak for everybody. But if it were me and I got a top three pick, I'm not picking a guy who's got injury issues, knowing That's full fair. well that if he stays healthy, yeah, he's gonna be top three in value. But I like. It was funny. I listened. I play it today. safe. I listened to to a fantasy football podcast today, and they said he he had two weeks last year. Uh, where he was the number five running back and the number one running back on the week, and he scored zero touchdowns in those weeks. <laughs> That's crazy. Just he was because the number of how one many... fantasy running back, and he didn't get a touchdown. And he didn't get a touchdown in one week. Like that's what you get with him every single week if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. You know. So will I probably if I draft at the top if I'm risky I'll probably try and get him in a league or two because he's so fun to have when you. When he goes off, if he's healthy, he's unbelievably fun. <laughs> yeah, in, so, in my high school league, Jacob, I yeah. had back to back first round picks until Christian McCaffrey back to back both years injured both. Oh, years. so you're no. yeah, you might you you might have to play it safe. Go, Jonathan. Taylor. I'm a little scarred. I am yeah. scarred. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, and I and if too. I get it, I'm probably gonna go Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. What are the odds he gets hurt three years in a row? You yeah, know? right. No right. shot. Yeah, the NFL's way. The NFL and especially fantasy football is much better. Is a much better time when when CMC is on the field. Yes. Oh, for sure. I hope he stays healthy. He's awesome. Such a fun player to watch. For sure. All right, that's enough of the Carolina Panthers. Um, we have one more team, an electric team in this division, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Does anybody have any thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons? Okay, we will move on to uh, golf. It sounds like which would be more exciting than talking about the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ooh, sorry, Falcons fans. We, yeah, yeah, we, we got to talk about these guys, huh? We do All have right. to talk about them a little bit. Yikes. I got to put my hand up first, okay? All right, take the under. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, oh, 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 yeah. Take it. <laughs> Panthers, Panthers over under, by the way, was uh, six and a half. Ooh, Panthers at Six and a half. You know where I'm I going. I think you're going to be around six or seven. That's why it's at six and a half. I. That's a good OU. I'm going to go over. I think they get seven wins. Yes. I'm also taking the over. I think they're going to get eight. I like it. I like it. I think the. I think I like the over because I'm taking the under for the Falcons. Four and a half. I don't. It, you can put the un, over under at two and a half, and I'd take the under. Yeah. This is a. The Falcons are almost Houston Texans territory for me, where anything below like an over under of one is going to be an under. So uh, four and a half Falcons ain't uh, they're not hitting four and a half. Okay, let's talk under. about the good. Let's talk about the good things with the Atlanta Falcons. Kyle Pitts, maybe Drake London. Who knows? And Kyle Pitts, and that's it. <laughs> right, and I mean, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Kyle. Are they going to be a uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? We got Cordero Patterson there? too. He was really good last year. That's true. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to go there? Does he Atlanta? He sh- does Atlanta really want him? Like I, I firmly believe Atlanta is going to ride the the Marcus Mariota train as long as they can, because um, I think they're playing for a quarterback in next year's draft. So I, I think even if Garoppolo hits the market, they're not trying to win this year. No. They're not going for him. 
I mean, like if they do I, go I get Garoppolo, then maybe they they back into four or five wins with Jimmy right. G, and then they end up with the fourth overall pick instead of one or two. Right, and, and if you if they don't get top three, right, certainly they want to get top two. But I think anything beyond three, and you probably lose out on C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I don't think right. either of them are going to be there at four. So right. So yeah. they're going to be bad, very bad. And I don't have much else to actually say about the Falcons. I don't I honestly don't know anything about their defense. I just assume that it's bad because everyone's talking about the Falcons like they're going to not win any games this year. Their so. their defense will be like a like a sleeper defense. They just signed Casey Hayward um in the offseason, so I mean that's that's good for their for their secondary, secondary. but yeah. for the most part I mean, it's basically just kind of like a a, a mediocre de- or less than mediocre defense that'll probably play above its level. Poor Casey Hayward. Why right? did you go there at this point in your career? I, right. I was just wondering that. Like these these guys are obviously tanking. So I mean, maybe he just went to get there? his money. Maybe just it has to, to be. The, that's the only reason he would go is the money. Like I, you you're choosing to go there. It's Atlanta's offense. Is not going to be good. I think that is. A I got to put my hand up. I got to put my hand up. I was such a Marcus Mariota truther out of college because that was Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. You yeah, know, those were the two guys. Those two. And I was like, dude, Marcus Mariota is going to be better than Jameis Winston because his stats were way better in college. Led them to a national championship. He was sick at Oregon, and Jameis had that like kind of crappy. Junior year, I think it was. He had a really good sophomore year. Where he won the yeah, Heisman. After his, yeah, his Heisman Trophy winning year. He and then this next year he threw some picks and wasn't quite as good. And they didn't, you know, I don't know if they made the playoff or not. But they definitely weren't good. went undefeated and made the playoff. Right. Florida okay. State, with as bad as Jameis was, Florida State went unbeaten and made the playoff. Right. And, and then, then Oregon destroyed he, them. Right. In That's the right. Rose Bowl. Correct. Um. So. I was always on board with Marcus Mariota. And then he is, like, when he's a backup, he is actually one of the best backups in the league for sure. But oh, absolutely. leading this terrible offense this year is not going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um. So just real quick, going back to Casey Hayward, I still don't know what he was doing. He signed a two-year deal with the Falcons and uh, for $11 million. It's not even that much um, with half of it guaranteed. Not really sure what's going on there. Can we talk about the Matt Ryan, the whole thing, the Matt Ryan ordeal about how they basically made Matt Ryan totally untouchable, you know, like restructuring his contract. And and then they they try to court Deshaun Watson and that pisses Matt Ryan off. They burn a bridge and then they're forced to trade him. Is that how that happened? Yeah, I don't know. They they were in the Deshaun Watson talks and that pissed Matt Ryan off. I mean, this is your franchise quarterback. Guys, yeah, no, guy's done everything for the city of Atlanta. Won an MVP. Almost won a Super Bowl. One of the best QB seasons of all time in that year, too. Right. He went nuts. You know, him and Julio Jones were quite the tandem for the last decade. Yeah. How do you treat that guy that way? Like, I I just, Falcons got what they deserved on that. Like, you. I mean, I did. Really he put himself uh, through for the Falcons in that city, in that franchise, and yeah. behind his back, go try and get Deshaun Watson. I, 
I mean, Matt Ryan did have one of his worst years of his career last year. He he had like below like 4,000 yards passing, and that's just not like him. Right. Well, all he had was Kyle Pitts to throw to. Yeah. Is Calvin Ridley back? No, he's not back. This no, year. he's out no, for the whole season. He's out for the season because that was, he I thought that was last year. Did he get hurt last year? He got hurt last year. This year, he's yeah. out for the season. I think, it happened, I think it happened when he was injured. Yes. Got it. Because he was probably just bored sitting on his couch. He's like, all right, I'm going to put some Throw money on my team. On my team, right. And then a $1,000 bet. Now I'm suspended the whole season. Or so gambling. That's so dumb. It was, he was gambling. He would, he put it on the Falcons too. So he's going to lose it anyway. Right. <laughs> he bet on his team. Yeah. He, I mean, wouldn't Vegas just want to take his money? I don't know. Golly. Poor All guy. Right, I, just, I just feel so bad for him. I know that sucks. All right. We've spent too much time talking about the Falcons. <laughs> well, not actually the Falcons roster. Other things involving players that will not be playing for the Falcons. That's also year. fair. That's where the storylines are for the Falcons. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, favorite fantasy player from this division? Anybody got one? I was struggling with this. All right. I got a couple. Going favorite or like sleeper? Sleeper. Or who's your like favorite value? Like, all right. right. All right. I'm just not picking Christian McCaffrey. Go ahead, Mike. Robbie Anderson. And here's why. You got. A horrible, horrible, horrible year last year for him. And guess who was throwing to him? Sam Darnold. The dude sucks. He blows. Now you got Baker Mayfield, who is one of the best. And he was one of the best deep passers in the league. Like he does it a lot and he's pretty good at it. And that guess what? Robbie Anderson is good at the deep pass. That's the specialty. Get Robbie Anderson. He's going to get a ton of targets downfield. Big fan of this sleeper. I don't like Robbie Anderson. I like DJ Moore. Well, good. Give him to me. Okay, I'll let you have I'll, him. I'll take all the touchdowns. Once I'll let you have Cameron Robbie Anderson. Hurt. He was Robbie terrible Anderson's last year. Getting Twenty-four touchdowns. Yeah, you know who, who was throwing to him again? I know who was throwing to him. Sam Darnold. Okay, and, and and did we agree that he's not a starting caliber quarterback? Bobby Anderson changed his name. He did to Robbie Wait, Anderson. To oh, Robbie <laughs> Anderson. Huge. Wait, is he this good or bad for him? Is it? I don't know. I or I E. Which one did he change to? He changed right now. I'm, I'm looking at IE right now. I think he was was he Y then? He, I know yeah, he changed it. Yes, I yeah. thought it, it was why he changed it to IE. It's yeah. a fresh start, baby. Fresh, fresh start. Yes. It's like New Kobe. Name. It's like Kobe changing his number from eight to twenty-four. Oh man, this is even bigger than that. <laughs> Who would have right. thought coming into today we compare Robbie Anderson to Kobe Bryant? Hey, who saw it? The comparisons are there. I certainly didn't. Is um, Robbie okay. Anderson the next Kobe Bryant? People are asking. People are People asking. Are they have similar hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael, who's your guy? All right. Uh, late rounds, possibly even undrafted, dependent upon your league, but certainly guy to keep an eye on. Uh, after all the blatant mocking we did of the Atlanta Falcons, that's where I'm going to go. Uh, Tyler Algier. Okay. Uh, they're running or is I believe I pronounced that right. Yep. Uh, he's probably right now the backup uh, to Patterson, but he's a between the tackles runner. He's really a guy they don't have on the roster outside of him. And I think he's going to have some games where he might, you know, get a touchdown or two, 
have a couple good weeks, and you're going to get him late in your draft. Okay. Or if not, you're going to keep an eye on him. All right. I don't hate it. That's um, be a good handcuff. I was looking at guys like like I think Kamara's value right now is good because of the suspension stuff. I think his eighty his draft position's low, but that's probably going to go up in the next few weeks as people realize that he's not playing. I think DJ Moore could be very good, potentially very good. I think he's caught four touchdowns in his first three years. If that number goes up to seven or eight touchdowns, I think DJ Moore could top up and be a top twelve guy. But yeah, he's due for touchdown regression. Those guys aren't, you know, those aren't like sleepers. Those are like third, fourth round guys. So um, I'm just going to be kind of boring. And especially if you're in a super flex league, you get to play two quarterbacks. But even as like a streaming quarterback option, I would be in for, I'm in for Baker. See how he does as a, as a, not every week starter quarterback in a regular league, but as a, as a streaming option throughout the year. And he's going to get all those dump offs to CMC as when if he's healthy. And then he's got DJ Moore. So I think he's going to benefit from, I mean, he could throw a couple of screen passes and those guys take it 80 yards to the house. Oh, he yeah. gets those yards and touchdowns too. So I think Baker could have a decent fantasy season. I 100% agree with that. And he was actually going to be one. I was debating between him and Robbie Anderson uh, going off of that too. I just like, if you're in that two QB or super flex league, Honestly, Marcus Mariota could be a decent second option or third, at least or a third, third, because he's going to get those running yards. He's going to get those rushing guards for you. Right. That's true. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. Um, and they're going to be losing then, a lot. So they're going to he's going to have to throw the ball. And be throwing. Ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, some uh, and then he pick sixes, but then they'll have to throw. I some just more. wanted to quickly. I wanted to quickly. So we, uh, we kind of rushed through the Buccaneers and like I just wanted to say like, if you're looking for a wide receiver who is like the most like consistent dude in the NFL, look at Mike. Look no further than Mike Evans. The dude has a thousand yards in every single one of his seasons. Every single one. Um, it's weekly he's inconsistent, but season wise he is. And Michael, then I would stay away from Chris Godwin from the from the ankle injury. Michael, how would you describe uh, Mike Evans as a fantasy player? Uh, I'd say he's a rock solid fantasy player. I would say I would say rock solid as <laughs> Pretty well. Pretty rock solid. Yeah. That's the guy. That's well, a, I would corner, also that's a cornerstone Chris guy. Godwin you want to build your team oh, for sure. Yes, for I sure. agree, Mike. Chris Godwin, eh. especially with Julio there. A lot of miles mm-hmm. to feed. Especially Russell Gage, too. Like, Russell Gage is another one. Yep. I, there's been talk coming out of camp that, like, don't be surprised if Brady's looking his way a lot more than people sure. realize. Like, that team is deep. And receivers you know, and you know oh. Scotty Miller. You know Scotty Miller is going to catch at least three touchdowns this year too. Yeah. If people forget, Russell Gage is actually pretty good. Scotty Miller will burn Kevin King when they play him. Oh, play easy. Wait. <laughs> oh, if they put Kevin King on Scotty Miller, like the biggest mismatch, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> All right, we got our corner that runs a four-seven on the guy who runs a four-three. All right, yeah. what could go wrong? We finally got a fast cornerback, so that's probably what they'll do, but I don't know. I'm still not looking forward to the matchup. All right. That's a good that's a good uh NFC South breakdown. What we got? East's next. East, baby. So. We're halfway. We're halfway through. We've done two AFCs and two NFCs. Get your dolphins. Yes, so I'll be on the next pod for sure. Getting the preview for the AFC East. Fins up, baby. I'm getting Hopefully hype. Sunday night. I'm getting hype. 
So I'm sure by the time the season starts, hype train will be all the way there, and I'm going to be like, Tua's going to make the leap this year in the top <laughs> 10 quarterback, and I'm going to be all in. But is Tua going to be the next I got to let it get Mariota? there. I got to keep progressing. I got to keep getting is there. Tua going to be the next Marcus Mariota? <laughs> Jacob hopes not. Nah. <laughs> oh, he's going to make the Josh Allen leap this year, baby. That's true. He could. Josh That's, Allen sucks. Yeah, you're three. Years. Josh Allen stuck for two years, and now he's a top three quarterback. I feel like there are some things Josh Allen can do that Tua can't, but hey, you know what? I like it. Tua's hey, Tyreek said it himself. Tua is the most accurate quarterback he's ever played with. That's right, baby. Look out. Yeah, look out. All right, we'll get into that in the next pod. Uh, one last thing I want to hit on is we finally have had our first, I would say, major domino to the LIV. Cam Smith, number two golfer in the world, open winner, has reportedly agreed. Him and his fellow countryman, Mark Leishman, are headed to the LIV. I have not seen details on the numbers yet, but I'm sure if they got Cam Smith, he is making probably in the hundreds of millions of dollars. That would be my guess. He's the number two in the world, and he's young. Uh, He's getting paid a ton. Did you see – dude, did you see – Scott, uh, Scotty, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he walked I was, right. I mean, he didn't walk in his line, but like while you're setting up a putt, you just correct. don't do that. Right, That's you walk the, around. You don't. You so walk around. Those, so for those of you that didn't see this, um, Scotty Scheffler and Cam Smith are playing in whatever tournament. They're grouped up together. And number one and two. Yeah, number one and two. And Cam Smith marks his ball and walks back and you know goes on his knee and he's like reading his putt. And Scotty Scheffler walks, not even a foot away from him, walks directly in front of him, which is like. That might not sound like a big deal to a non-golfer, but that's like that's like the most trash talking a golfer can do without trash talking, and just like totally blatantly walks in front of him. Ken Smith just kind of stops and like he was like shocked to, and yeah, turns and look. looks. He turns and looks. He's like, "What do? What do you?" Th-? He didn't say anything to him, but it was like a "What do you think you're doing?" kind of look, and you could tell Scotty's like, you know, screw you for going to LIV, and you know hurting the game and all this stuff, whatever you, I don't care what side you stand on. It was a hilarious clip. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was hilarious. It's, but yeah, 100%. It was such a petty move and I, I it, loved it. I, I'm not going to lie. I loved it. It's going to happen more and more. I mean, there's, I don't think he, they're not done. Like he's not gonna be the last guy to go. Yep. It's, uh, wait, it's wait be till Rory gets paired up with someone like that. Yeah, too. Right. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be very interesting to see, you know, how many guys, keep going over there going to get their payday and what they're going to do with the majors and all this stuff. Now that some of these, like, you know, some of the best players are not going to be playing with on the PGA tour. Ryder cup yeah. will be interesting. Things like that. You know, Cam Smith's not a Ryder cup guy. Cause he's not European, but still it's going to be, I'm intrigued to, I'm kind of just, I'm kind of like the, the guy that sits with his popcorn in the comments and I'm just kind of yes. there to, to watch everything. I don't really have a super big dog in the fight, but I am uh, I'm here for all the drama. That's for sure. Yeah, it's we've never seen this much uncertainty in the golf world, so oh. it's definitely really exciting times. Um, I, I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't think anybody does. I think it will be by next year's Masters. It will be interesting to see how many guys have won. You know, we don't have any majors until next April. Mm-hmm. So no, and no, I, there's no, and no Ryder Cup this year, right? No Ryder Cup this year. So these next, I mean, that's a ways away where guys are still going to be getting offers and 
for lots and lots of money to go over there. I there's going to be a few more, I'm sure that go. So, any more uh, big sporting news in the world at all? Oh, did you see the big tennis news, Michael? Or Mike? Nope. What's up? Serena Williams is retiring. Ooh, I did see that. Serena wow. Williams is retiring. Yes, one of the one of the sports. One, I'd say one of the ladies' goats in sports. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Period. One hundred percent. Best female at one of the best female athletes of all time. Of all time. So I, she's going out at the U.S. Open. U.S. Open is going to be her last tournament. Her last one would be yeah. so sick to see if she made a run. That'd be so cool to have her make a run. She hasn't won anything in quite a while since she, you know, was hurt, had a kid, all that stuff happened. She had, yeah. hasn't won a major in a while, but that'd be cool to see her go out on the U.S. The crowds are run. crowds are going to be nuts. Oh yeah, tennis crowds oh, are. Man. It's like golf. Tennis crowds are different like golf. Like you're quiet during play and you clap no matter what, you know? Like you're always clapping for whoever, even if you're rooting for the other person, you always have the respect. Clap, there's no like booing and stuff in tennis. And at the US Open, those crowds get really big and they're going to be going nuts for Serena's last All match. in for Serena. Yep. Yeah. So how awesome would it be if both Tom and Serena went out on top? <sighs> that would be cool. Cuz those are two of the yeah, those are like those are 20 years for both of those athletes where they've been the face of their league, basically. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest athletes of all time. Right, right. For sure. Kind of just like, kind of destiny, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prophecy. Any other uh, big sports news that we're missing at this point? Uh, big Ten football. This is is probably not going to be aired on ESPN oh, in the next yes. few years. Yes. Uh, there are there the Big Ten's in stages of trying so, to get their next media rights deal out, and obviously Fox gets the number one game of the week on ESPN or uh, of the Big Ten. They have that big deal with the Big Ten, but the the Big Ten opened up the rest of their conference games to other sure media outlets, um, and in the past ESPN would get the pick of whatever game Fox didn't take. Right? Sure. CBS is paying quite a bit supposedly in this deal and NBC is going to pay a little bit in this deal uh, to basically what I'm hearing is the big tens envisioning number one game at noon on Fox number two matchup at three 30 on CBS night matchup on NBC with like Mike Tirico with like, would Mike Tirico be our I night believe guy? it would be Tirico. Now, be I don't know sweet. how they would work. I don't know how NBC would work um, pairing the Big Ten game with a Notre Dame home game. They'll have to balance right. that. But my my question then off of this is then if NBC starts to get Big Ten games, does that help or hurt Notre Dame going to the Big Ten? Depends on the Big Ten's media deal. Okay. Uh, which supposedly is over a billion dollars. If if all of this falls into place, this one's going to be around one point two billion, which would give fourteen league member schools almost. I mean, almost a hundred million dollars, right? That's I mean, you're, you're looking at eighty plus million dollars per Big Ten school, right? And that contract is going to going to increase with USC and UCLA coming in. So, right. Um, my other question. My other question is. What happens? What's the SEC? What's going on with the SEC? Are there always CBS at three thirty? 
they no longer have the CBS contract. That's why CBS is on the market. Everything SEC is on ESPN. Got it. Yeah. So ESPN okay. paid a boatload to get the SEC. Got it. ESPN offered to get take some of the Big Ten games. Their offer is too low compared to the other networks. All right. So it's not all doom and gloom for ESPN. I didn't. I don't think I knew no. that. What I would expect, they're, they're ESPN, putting all their eggs. They're putting all their eggs in the boat of the SEC. They got SEC is, and they have ACC that they can pair, right? Okay. And they were still going to throw hundreds of million dollars at the Big Ten to get some of those games. That money probably goes to the Big Twelve, Pac twelve. Okay. Because I mean, ESPN's going to need slots to fill. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. But those like numbers sometimes don't even compute with me how large they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I'm a math insane, teacher, right? Just how large uh, the amounts of money. I mean, it, when ESPN can throw out a number and the Big Ten looks and scoffs at and says, "Eh, not CBS yeah. and NBC have you beat." Take a hike. Like, it's crazy. It is. I crazy. mean, it also means. Big Ten football and basketball isn't going to be on ESPN during this oh, new stretch, which is that, tough that, to see. That's going to be tough to see. Yeah, I didn't think about basketball because, like, yeah. basketball is like ESPN has all college basketball, it seems like. Right, right. The Big Ten won't be on it. Big Ten will be on Fox, but NBC, CBS. That means we get Gus Johnson. We do get Gus Johnson. Big Ten games. Big Gus Johnson guy. For big time football, for football and basketball, he's the king in basketball, but oh, he's yeah. also really good in football. Uh, yeah. It, so, yeah. So, it, it's just going to be that the whole college game day experience with ESPN. I think that's going to flop over to Big Noon kickoff for Fox because sure. ESPN's never going to go to a Big Ten campus. Yeah. Because so they won't host ABC. They won't get the prime time, like game of the week, even or anything no. like that. No. Because they don't have a deal with ESPN. Weird. Yeah, that'll be different for sure. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. We'll get used to it. Yep. It is what it is. And the Big Ten's going to rake in big money, whether or not really ESPN wish, or not. I really wish Vern Lundquist still was doing games, though. Because oh, Vern. Vern. We could have Uncle Vern do the, oh. do like Michigan, Michigan State would be so sick. Oh, I can't wait. I need that music on my TV again. It's coming back, and it's going to be wait. Big Ten football, not SEC. That's right. We got to get a college football preview, you know, coming yeah. up in August as well. For sure. So, all right, boys. That's all I got this evening. Um, I think we're, we did pretty good on our time tonight for the people, you know? I think so, too. All for the right at an hour, right probably. around an hour. That's what we need. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Way to keep it moving. We talked, you know, a little too much Falcons and Panthers about two teams that are not going to be that good. But hey, it's football. It's football. We're going to talk so, football. Um, we need people to share the podcast with more people so that we keep blowing up. And we're going to keep, I'm going to, I've tried to get. I've slid into the DMs of multiple Michigan football players unsuccessfully so far, but I'm hoping we're going to get there eventually. Okay. All, All it right. takes is one. Sorry. All it takes. Gotta, is one. That's right. It's like a little snowball, and then you roll it down the hill, and then 
bam, avalanche. That's what we need. We'll get, so we'll get there. We need people to share the pod. Keep uh, keep liking and we need some more. We could go back. We need some more trivia. We haven't gotten back in the trivia grind a little bit too. Um, Instagram. That, I think I'm we'll start get some some merch giveaways going. Yeah, I'm. We need some. We need some DK Sports merch for yeah. sure. Let's do that during the during football season. Maybe we can I'm like in. put up some bets, and if our listeners win it, then they can win like a shirt or a cup or something. And I yeah. I imagine we will all be getting more active and and useful on our social media accounts and platforms as football season now is starting to ramp up. Yeah, You'll once we get those those Sunday days where we're just sitting out sitting our butts on the couch all day eating dip and on our phones and watching TV, it's gonna be glorious. Amen. We're gonna have nothing Amen. else to do. Let's be honest, Saturdays too. When we're, I'll be watching college football Saturday and then NFL on Sunday. So I love, love the it. sound of it. I love the sound of it. I can't wait. It was getting it's getting a little cool here tonight in Michigan, and it just is like ooh, it's it's almost like it a little feels football, right. little football weather. It's fall almost, feels you know? right. You know, it's not quite. It's you know, mid August is still you know can get real hot, but it's still it's just like you can you can taste it. You can taste mm-hmm. it. When the wait. leaves start to fall, that's when you know football uh-huh. season is right around the corner. That's right. That's right. That's why they call it that's fall. True. That's why they call it fall, Mike. Did you know that? <laughs> Thanks. All right. <laughs> that's all I got for this Good evening. One. That's terrible end to the podcast. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. We'll be sharing it on all the social medias. And uh, we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. I'm still laughing.